0: I think we should just stay like that. I think
1: so too. Can you guys hear me okay? I'm using my wine glass as a mic. My <laughs> microphone is like way off. Oh Good gosh. Lord. And I was like trying to reach to get your story up for you and I can't. Well, no, I've got it on my phone, but that's oh. why I was holding oh. both the mic oh my and gosh, the wine glass in one so hand. Funny. Wow, guys, this is a rough start. Okay. At least
0: you have wine. That's nice. Oh, thank God. I have wine. Ugh. You gave me a lot of wine the other day. Very appreciated. I love that Pacific Rim. Like that's my favorite wine. Yeah. And I put it in the freezer and I got frozen and like slushy, which is also my new favorite thing to do and then I had my roommate try it and he was like that is good I was like we need to go find this (laughs)
1: we need to go buy more yes (laughs) um this wine that I'm drinking is a Moscato Mm -hmm. and it's really good but it's so so sweet and I think I've gotten used to drinking wines that are a little drier yeah and so I wish that I had like some seltzer water or like cut it yeah I'd make it like a spritzer but the
0: oh well The Pacific Rim is a sweet Riesling, so it's just, like, not as sweet as a
1: Moscato, but it's
0: just, like, right right there.
1: I love it. Well, this one was really good last night. I was trying to fall asleep, and I was coughing, and I didn't have anything in the house other than water Mm. and wine to drink. And so David brought me one of each, and I was like, cool, I already took all my nighttime (laughs) meds, but I'm going to chase them with this bottle of wine sitting on my (laughs) nightstand. So this is what's left. My throat is, like, on fire from it's how much the pollen oh I was
0: to say it's for how much I've been drinking lately oh my god <laughs> okay because yesterday Mine it is was pollen. it was dry just like constantly like I had that tickle mm. in my throat and I almost died here the other day yeah. that yeah. was after I drank all night and like my throat is just
1: on fire well you you claim <laughs> you own that I'm gonna um maintain that this that sound the is the pollen <laughs> pollen and exhaustion oh gosh so, um, I think, well, let's actually let's do our intro. yeah, but then we owe everybody a big shout out. Yeah, we were saying that we didn't have any, but actually, yeah, we, we, we do, do. Uh-huh. Welcome to Crime Crazy, The weekly. Or every other week for a little while. <laughs> true Crime Podcast with Aaron Plyme. And Jordan Middleton. Where we prove. That we know nothing about our
0: legal system.
1: But we are still crazy for a good true crime story. Even if we can't make it here every week for a little while.
0: Guys, m- since, let's see, April 1st specifically for me. And then shortly after for you. Oh my God. It has been, <sighs> um, like I don't know. I don't think we've stopped like moving like, no. it's just constant, like, literally Insanity. moving, though. But, yeah, yeah it's been insane. <laughs> it's so, been a little
1: overwhelming. Right. But I feel like you're at a good place now. I think I am. I was actually saying that in a meeting I was at earlier today. That mm-hmm. I finally feel like, even though our house is on the market, and in 49 days we're getting in a moving truck and driving halfway across the country, yeah. like, I still feel like now I can relax compared to the rate we've been I mean yeah. you have been you moved yeah and then the moment you got done moving I was like you have to help me get the house ready yeah. so we can move I've been
0: moving until what is this past Saturday Saturday yeah so
1: almost the entire month of April mm-hmm. I have either moved myself or you guys I know <laughs> And we haven't even moved yet. No. Also, if our sound sounds a little echoey today, it's totally because There's, my entire yeah. house is empty. <laughs> There's nothing out. in here. There's nothing on the walls. There's nothing on the floor. Like it's bare. It's so strange how echoey it gets just from like you don't realize how much it like absorbs the sound. Oh yeah. It's yeah. crazy. No, my office was like that today, too. I was oh, hosting God. orientation this morning, and it was like, sorry, it sounds like this, guys, but yeah. there are curtains and one bookshelf, and that's all I own. Yeah. <laughs> so everything else that's is true. in storage. <laughs> so shout out to all of you, as you are super, super patient with us yes. and continue to love us, even though we have decided we can probably manage one of these every other week. Yeah,
0: just just for a little while until we get back on track.
1: Yeah, about about two months. I think yeah. two months then we can have our shit because together today, again
0: are we counting today as may because tomorrow's may
1: well okay i was thinking comes out tomorrow. like by july oh okay All we right. should have our yeah, shit together so may again and, June, and
0: then july i think we, we can have should it should be yeah because
1: you'll most likely be settled by then we'll be moved in enough that i'll be able to unpack my equipment and i'll have a totally different job been, i don't want to talk to you I about know, that we're not talking it's about it's sad that. Um, I was talking guys, to my about it today. Here's what I need from you. <laughs> I need you to all email Jordan, be like, What the fuck? Chick. <laughs> just move to Minneapolis. I just don't know. I just I know. can't. It's scary. I don't know it is. It's but it's scary. scary
0: staying too and having to find a different job. Right. And I yeah. Um
1: so Okay. This <laughs> are you going first or am I going first? No, it doesn't matter. I don't know. It doesn't. We're doing a slightly different episode today too. Yeah. Um, we're just going to do two stories instead of three,
0: but the story is pretty great, and I hope I tell it in an okay order. But it has a lot to do with traveling, and we've been talking about moving and traveling and
1: stuff. Nice. So Mine has nothing to do with travel, but it's this an awesome story. Not even good traveling. Okay. So <laughs> I'm so ready. I think
0: I saw this and I said, oh, I'd kill him." Okay. So. Hmm. it it made me mad in the title so you know it's it's worth it the title made you mad yeah um not the title i wrote but like you know the article's title okay so this guy and by guy i mean kid because he's 12 this 12 year old kid got it so his real name is not released but media is calling him drew Mm mm-hmm so that's why my title is called maybe drew Because that's not his name, but it's it's a maybe Drew. (laughs) So Drew is 12 years old and he's a punk and I hate him and he deserves everything he gets. (laughs) Oh my God. But he decided to throw a fit because he's a problem child and that's his life apparently. And he decided to steal his mom's credit card and fly from Australia to Bali. Wow. 12 years old. I have to tell you, like the like, I had to tell you that. So then the rest of the time, you could be mad with me because the more that like the story unfolds, I was like, who the fuck does this guy think he is?
1: I just wanted how much is a plane ticket? How
0: much does travel cost? So I didn't get any numbers, and I was kind of mad because I read like three different articles, and it was pretty much the same information, just like copy and pasted in different directions.
1: So Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, no one has a number, cool, but. I'm gonna try to book a trip right now and see yeah. how much it costs. So
0: you have to get a train ticket to Sydney.
1: Oh, oh yeah. no,
0: from Sydney to Perth, and then to the airport, and then Perth to Bali. Okay. So that's that's
1: what I did. So he plus not- you have to eat the whole way, and potentially oh. have luggage, and oh yeah, possibly stay overnight. Different place. I mean, assuming there's a hotel involved. Oh, you just wait. This kid okay. is he's mm. okay. Already getting mad. Um,
0: <laughs> so after two unsuccessful attempts to fly
1: out of the country, which so, A.K. He's done this before. Where are you finding all of these people who are like trying to sneak on a plane? I love it though. But this kid, like, okay,
0: the other lady was super old, right? She's right. been doing it for years. He's twelve, right? It's like and the he's opposite. tried to do it twice, and he did his research. He was so smart with it, but. <sighs> So he found um, an airline that was way more relaxed and that was his ticket out, literally. So once in Bali, he did get a hotel room. He rented a scooter and drove it around and he also drank beer on the beach while his parents were frantically searching for him in Australia.
1: Oh my God.
0: He's just living life like I can't even... I mean, yeah, I guess if I steal someone's credit card, I could do that.
1: But like... Is there any reason, like... Is he just a, a misbehaving kid that was maybe spoiled His too much? His mom literally like,
0: said he just doesn't like hearing the word
1: no. So it's not that they're abusive. It's no. not that there's like some legitimate reason for him to run away. He's just, just a little asshole. Yes.
0: Okay. So that's why I hate him even more. Even
1: <laughs> like that's you don't why have a good reason. Him.
0: So um, media covers to like they were on a radio show and um, like a good morning type of show, news show. So they took this story and ran with it because it's funny but also kind of scary that a 12 year old can do that. Right. So the mom was put like in the hot seat like bad parenting your horrible mother and she was like first off no she's like right. we've done everything under the book like we are running out of options after the first unsuccessful thank god their unsuccessful trips he tried taking out the like australian federal police were supposed to get involved and like flag his passport and like right. they were so all he couldn't do it again and they were like begging them to do that so he wouldn't try even like because right. if he knew, oh, if I get there, they're going to see my name. And then I'm and not going to send get me wrong. away. Yep. Right. No. So he, she um, went back and was like, it has nothing to do with my parenting. Like, why is this allowed? They just let a 12-year-old boy walk through with a credit card and my name and just right. lie
1: his way right through. And they're like, that's not right. How <laughs> old do you have to be? Isn't 12, like, the unaccompanied minor? Like, shouldn't he have had to pay for somebody to... So, this is airline that specifically that
0: he took was 12 to 15-year-olds could be, um, could fly alone, but it was, like, a weird fee, like, they had to okay. pay extra to do it. But he didn't care because it was his mom's credit card. Well, sure, sure. So, um, yeah. So, he got that and he got the hotel room, which I remember being 17 and not being able to get a hotel room. We couldn't book our honeymoon hotel room um, because right. we
1: were 19 and 20 and we yep. you can't book unless you're 21. That's true. We had to have our mommy and daddy book our hotel, like, honeymoon. For your honeymoon. Yeah. That is so funny. But I was just like,
0: dang, like, he... Is a good liar. I mean, no
1: kidding. Ugh. Yeah, he's he was he's very, smooth. Yeah,
0: he's very clever. Um, so the mom's name is Emma. Um, she, you know, she was going on saying like, why don't we focus on like the policies of traveling children instead right. of focusing on my bad parenting? She's like, it was a really rough week. She was like, you know, I obviously I feel like shit about it, but I've done everything I could. He's just rebelling, right? Like, you know, some right. kids. Get real crazy like that. So she got the luck of the draw, apparently. Um, so she kept switching focus to, like, we need to focus on this. This is the real concern. So the only r- way she found out that he was, at, like, in Bali, like, they had no idea he'd even left the country, was that he, his friend approached um, the mom and her boyfriend or whatever, maybe mm-hmm. his dad, I don't know, um, and said that he geotagged one of his videos that he was in Bali. Holy smokes! So the friend was the one that was like that, ratted know. him out. Yeah, he was because it had
1: been days. She didn't know at that point that the credit card was missing and like looked to see where the credit card activity. So that's what was. I I kept
0: reading and trying to figure out because like
1: I guess I don't know if that would be like the first thing I checked. I was gonna say I guess honestly I. Uh, I'm so uh, bad at getting my card back into my wallet that if I didn't need to use it for a few days, I probably would just assume it was in my purse somewhere.
0: So I was thinking if she thought he was around town or just, you know, at a friend's house and just avoiding her, I I probably wouldn't have looked for a missing credit card.
1: That credit card company should have called her though. The number of times they've put stops on my account when it's been actually me. Right. Yeah. They should have called her.
0: Right. That would have been convenient because then she could have been like, "Uh, no, actually I'm not in
1: Bali. Right. Um. (laughs) But thanks for telling me where my kid was.
0: (laughs) Yes. So um, on a radio talk show, they were like, you know, is he going to get in trouble? And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely making sure he gets in trouble. He stole my money.
1: No kidding. He now needs to pay that back. Right.
0: She's like, no, he's going to pay for what he did this time. So um, which I was like, well, yeah. I Obviously. can only imagine how much a train ticket to the city, then a plane ticket international. Right. To buy, like, I, and then nights oh, yeah. at the no, hotel and whatever else he bought to survive. Well,
1: like, and I'm sure that he wasn't worried, like you were saying, about what things oh, cost. No. He was like, you know what? This would be more comfortable and fun. I'm going to do this. Oh, yeah. It's definitely. not my money.
0: He, well, I mean, it's a free trip, so why not?
1: Right. Um. So
0: that was in that same uh radio talk show that she was on. She said, you know, we do discipline him, but everything we've tried, this still, the stuff happens all the time. Right. So, and then, you know, with the two previous attempts of trying to leave the country, they had like hid his passport. They begged, um, the like federal police to block his passport right. or put a flag on it or something. And, um, Try to protect like, their kid. Yeah. So sh- she flat out said, she was like, we're begging them to help us because he can do it again. And what if he succeeds? And then right. of course this happens. Um, So that was his plan. He was going to try again and he found the more like relaxed type of airline was like a low budget type of airline. Right. So I was like, that's probably ones that people don't feel comfortable flying on. And, and yet, so he coaxed his grandma into telling him where his passport was. Oh, my God. Which I wanted so much more about, like, how he did that. But, like, I guess people didn't think that was interesting. Me, I'm like, what would you tell your grandma? I need to know.
1: <laughs> well, right. And then what did mom say to grandma when she found out? That's how he found right? his passport. Because, oh, oh. Yeah.
0: So that, especially if the grandma remembered, oh, he tried to leave the country two other times and he's 12. Maybe I right. shouldn't tell him. I know. I wanted more information. If you're a
1: 12 year old, you never need your passport unless your mom is with you. Like, there's no reason. You're not even a teenager. No, there's no reason you'd ever independently Mm -hmm. need your passport. Oh no!
0: So he got it out of the grandma where the passport was, and then stole his mom's credit card, and then started packing. So he filled his school backpack with clothes, and he. That just to look like he was going to school. And he grabbed his razor scooter, which, ow, first off, all I could think of is them hitting my ankles. And then, oh, yeah. like, he just acted like he was going to school. So, she didn't think anything of it. Sure. Because he had a backpack She's and a scooter. probably so relieved whatever. he was going to school. Right? So, instead, he got on the train to the airport and left for Bali. He was gone for four days before oh they found gosh. him. With the geotag. That's, like, when they, they found right. him. It was a video of him playing in a pool at the hotel and yeah um they you know so then then it really came out that oh well his passport must not be flagged if he's in another country right he made that didn't work and she was flipping out because they had promised that they would flag it or something but they end up trying to defend themselves but it ended up being stupid
1: um so anyway, in Jordan's professional opinion, it was stupid. Yes,
0: it was so stupid. So he started getting like, I guess, worried or maybe he started like having a gut feeling that, oh, well, my time is running out. Right. So he locked himself in the hotel room. Then when police came, he wouldn't open up to where the, they had to unscrew the window, take the, the window and go in that way to get him.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: Like What a brat.
1: No kidding. Like, uh, like you, no, you can't sorry. live in the
0: hotel the rest of your life. They're not going to give up.
1: Right. I They'll just go that. away after a while. I'm like, I won't starve to death first, I swear.
0: Right? They're definitely going to get you. Like, why? I hate when there's, like, a police standoff or anything. It's like, how many times do you see, oh, and they did get away?
1: And they got away. They locked themselves in the hotel room for 36 hours, and the police were like, you know what? We I got to go.
0: Yeah, we're done. This so, is This is too much. He was just being a brat. And he is a brat.
1: So. And he is a brat. The
0: um, police took him in. And since he wasn't under arrest, they can only hold him for 24 hours. So He's a
1: minor. Yeah.
0: You can hold him for
1: as long as it takes. They said because there were no criminal charges that they can only hold uh, him for 24 hours. That does not make any sense to yep. me at all. It's a safety issue. So no, I mean, unless yeah. unless that meant that after 24 hours they could send him to social services and lock Maybe. him in a group home until the mom got there. Maybe. But there right. shouldn't.
0: It just said because he wasn't a criminal that they could only hold him for the max. Which and was he four was four a hours. criminal. He
1: stole a credit right? card, so they didn't
0: arrest him and they just held him there. And so then the the mom and her partner flew out there, which the um like the Australian federal police helped arrange her getting out there. Oh, well, that's time. good. And I was like, well, yeah, that's like a last minute. It's not like she has a credit card to put it all charged on, right?
1: She's already spent that money right?
0: once, so um. I guess on the show, he went with them to the show. I don't know. So he was interviewed and he (sighs) yeah, I know it's like, don't make him famous for this. Like, this is Crazy. But um, he said he's like, yeah, I'm grounded until forever because mom's still pissed at me. Even when they went and picked him up, he said, I got a hug from dad, but mom wouldn't even look at me. And I was like, I wouldn't either, asshole. Like, right. I, I, oh, God. She's
1: furious. Oh, I yeah. swear she's glad you're safe. However.
0: Yeah. Well, when she picked him up and like, OK, he was safe. Then she turned her like anger towards yeah. him not being flagged like they had promised that he was. Right. right. So they're ugh, I don't know. He, she pretty much called them out and was like, this is a bad but perfect example about how easy it is to fool you. Yeah. Like, you as the federal police. She was like, what does that say about you? So right. then they were like, oh, shit. But um, <laughs> So they, um, they did say that they couldn't flag it because if they flagged it, he'd have to be a criminal or this or that. But now, obviously, things have changed, so maybe they'll flag it now. But they were that- just like, oh, well, we can't ban him because he's not a criminally oh, – what did they say? Like, he hasn't had an offense that marks you as, like, a felon, like, type of thing.
1: And I'm like, well, hopefully now it's a safety issue. And... And also, I'm sure he met the minimum amount to be a felon if she presses charges. Which she probably won't. I don't know that it would even be the right thing for her to do because that you know then what does he have to look forward to well then and but, i mean uh, it's not like he can pay her back or anything right he's like, 12 he can't get a job yeah
0: but he um yeah so he stayed there for four days and drank beer and rented a scooter and had a hotel room and he had the time of his
1: life so drew not drew i hope it drew, was worth it uh,
0: I hope that he's grounded forever, and I would have beat his ass if he was my kid.
1: (laughs) PSA to Jordan's future children.
0: I don't give a fuck. I'm coming at you. You better watch out. Don't steal my credit card. (laughs)
1: <laughs> although but, knowing Jordan and, yeah. and, and you know, you probably have a little more leeway than that, but I still yeah. wouldn't push it.
0: No, I I, yeah, I can be a pushover sometimes, but then other times I'm like, get the F out of my face. <laughs> um, it was funny. Like wow. your daughter earlier was oh, being no. like so sassy. And I said, Sophia, you kind of have an attitude issue. And she's like, I don't have an issue. You do. And I said, Oh girl. I said, Oh, I was like, well, that might be true, but I'm in charge.
1: <laughs> she's two. Yeah, she and gives me the side eye.
0: Oh my gosh! But she's like, oh, she's so good at talking in the like, conversation. Oh yeah, no, she's yes. I was like, she's just copying me.
1: But anywho, she just she's she's heard that once or twice. So. <laughs> Well, I have a very different story of murder and betrayal and all sorts of horrible things. Okay, I'm ready. And I swear I was reading this story and it's so familiar to me that I must have heard it on somebody else's podcast. So I would love to give someone credit, but I can't remember who it was. However, okay. I've just only just now this moment remember that last night I had another dream that I was podcasting with other true crime podcasters. Oh, that's cool. So this time, M from, um, and that's why we drink, mm-hmm. I don't remember what the circumstances were, but somehow I got in touch with her and I was like, hey, you want to come hang out? And in real life, she lives in California and we live in Virginia. Yeah. Um, But we were close enough that she was like, hey, yeah. And so she came over (laughs) and we were hanging out and podcasting and I was trying to get a hold of you so that we could like actually do an episode. It was super exciting. So anyway, that was my dream. That's funny. I dreamt about whining crime recently as well. Oh,
0: that's so funny. Although
1: that one ended with like, it wasn't even Matthew Gray Goobler. It was like. Spencer Dr. Reed. Spencer Reid, yeah. yeah and he was in that one too so it was like all kinds of craziness that, that
0: would be made. such a good dream
1: also I could say this as I haven't been sleeping particularly well yeah <laughs> but I've been having wild dreams to compensate <laughs> so um whatever podcast this is from I enjoyed it so much that when I randomly found it again now I'm gonna podcast about it so here we go <laughs> Um so we have a a murderer and I'll go ahead and just start off with him. His name is George Joseph Smith. And he commits all kinds of crimes. Mm-hmm. Um murder of course being the worst one, although there are some other things in here as well. Oh, um and the people that he murdered were his wives. Oh, sort of. Okay. So he murdered 3 women who at least believed they were legally married to him. Okay. Uh, The first one actually was, and we're going to get into detail about all of these in just a little bit. The other one's not not so much legally married to him in all cases. Okay. So, um, partly because he often used fake identities and and other ruses. Hmm. So let's start with the victims so we're we're in about 1910 1913 or so and the situation is um in in Great Britain um there are lots of men who have left young men who've left to come over here to the colonies and they have left behind all of the young women about their age and so there's a a big difference in oh. men versus women. So there are a lot of young women who can't find someone to marry, which of course in this time period is still pretty problematic yeah. for a woman who can't find a husband as far as supporting herself and yeah. being accepted in society, all of that kind of thing. So um, they, it made them very, very easy prey mm. to this man. Yeah. Um, he was, so Smith was very smooth talking. Um, he's been described as, as handsome with like um sort of magnetizing stare and that kind of Ew. thing at the same time I know it's
0: supposed to be good but I hate when guys stare at me I'm like what
1: yeah this was like people said it was like, like when the they gaze? when he looked at them they were like hypnotized and drawn yeah. to him and everything on the other hand he's also been described as being like beady-eyed and kind of Ew. like creepy looking no, thank you so uh, that's I'm a- not an
0: eye gazer like, no. Even if I love someone, I'm like, okay, stop looking at me. Like Wait. I'm done. No more eye contact. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Look somewhere else for a little bit. Close my eyes. <laughs> okay, I'm done.
1: Um, he also was very flashy, and he would wear like brightly colored bow ties <gasps> and gold rings. Exa- that was exactly Ugh. my thought. Yes. Peacocking, right. Um, so he he was slim. He was muscular. He was. I guess. I guess that. He was hot. I don't know. Okay. He, I know what he's done. So he just he seems said, horrible. As soon as he
0: said beady eyes, I just thought of like a mole. So that's all I have in my head now. Right?
1: No, he, he certainly didn't sound as they were describing him. Not somebody I'd be attracted to. Mm. Um, but apparently, okay. I guess if there are no men around and... They're slim Pickens. Yeah. And mm. then he works. So, so um, his very first victim was Bessie Mundy. So in 1912, um, he had married Bessie. He, uh, or, okay, actually, let me, let me go back a little bit. In 1910, he was walking around Bristol, mm-hmm. and he met Bessie Mundy. And she was, she was not beautiful, like, in any sort of conventional sense. They refer to her as, like, plain, but she was very wealthy, So her father had passed away. He had been a bank manager and from him, she had inherited 2,500 pounds, which in today's U.S. dollars was more like $300,000. Not bad. So not bad, right? Hmm. Especially for just a single young woman who's, you know, doesn't have a husband with a business and all that good stuff. So um, certainly enough to interest Smith. So he introduced himself as Henry Williams, because why go by your real name? When you have.
0: I'm so bad at making up names. Right. When someone's like, what's your name? And I don't want to give them
1: my real name. I'm like. Ugh. Can we think about it and get back to you? Yeah. I can't remember right now. The,
0: on the way to like the bar or something, we're like, okay, fake name. Think of one now. Let's remember
1: right. it. <laughs> right. it to memory. See, and I wouldn't be able to remember it. And I certainly wouldn't be able to answer to it. That would be yeah. the problem is if somebody later called that name, yeah. I wouldn't be listening for it. Like I would my own name. Mm-hmm. But I guess he was much better at this. I don't know. Mm. So he told her he was a picture restorer from London. um, And within weeks had made her fall in love with him and had proposed marriage. And they had gone and gotten married within a matter of weeks of meeting on the street. Ugh. Right? I mean, so... I watch enough crime drama. Yeah. And it is, you know, 21st century. And I, you know, I'm, well, I've also been married like my entire life. But um, I feel like if this kind of situation were to happen, to me, I'd be like, red flag, red flag, this yeah. is not okay, I'm not, you know, we're rushing into this. However, I think in a situation where you don't have a lot of prospects, you're desperate to marry, it's very important that you get married, yeah. you don't know Throw to be, to the wind. right, well, you don't know to be wary of this, you probably have, if you have read it all, you've read lots of books of, like, whirlwind romances, and then there's this man who comes up to you, and he, his whole purpose is to get you to marry him. So yeah. he is going to be so perfect for you in mm-hmm. every way. True. And so she probably thought this was a great deal. I'm trying to wrestle dogs off of my I lap know, I while I'm uh, reading, <laughs> reading while I'm talking. Um, so in May of 1912, they, um, had moved to Hearn Bay and they had been married for a while. Um, And they, so Smith got Bessie to make a will, naming him as beneficiary, which is not an atypical request to make of your spouse. And really, they had been together for a little while now. Um, so right after this will... (laughs) The order of events is really interesting. Okay. So he must have decided at this point, I mean, he probably decided from, from the get-go yeah. that he was going to at least take her money, if not also kill her. Um, but he visited an ironmonger who was, so he was, made all sorts of things out of iron, including cast iron baths. And he asked about the price of a bath and he was told it cost two pounds, no big deal. His wife has $2,500. i am sure he now has access to all of that. Yeah. Um, and so then two days later, he sends his wife to the shop and had her haggle the price down. From two pounds? From two pounds. He wanted Jeez. a discount of two shillings. Okay. okay. And of course, the really morbid part about this, which she couldn't have known at the time, is... This bath was yeah. intended to be the thing that ends up killing her. Oh, God. Like, that's why he wanted to purchase it. And so uh. here she is, like, bartering and trying to figure out. You know. it's like, ew. <laughs> yeah. Damn. So she she does, um, and she purchases the bath, and then he manages to somehow persuade her that she's having these epileptic fits, um, so seizures, um, that she not only isn't aware of, but she has no memory of once they're over. And so, like, I don't know so if you know creepy. it, but... Right, oh. um, And he tells her, you know, this is what I've seen happen to you. And I. then you don't have any memory of it afterward. And it's been going on like our whole marriage. And we're going to go to the doctor and get you checked out. Takes her to the doctor. And of course, she has no memory of these seizures, yeah. of these fits. But she tells the doctor all the symptoms that he's laid out. And the doctor's like, oh, that's what this is. Oh You're God. having these fits. So that's on July 12th she's at the local doctor she describes all the symptoms um the very next morning mm-hmm. there is a pencil written note from smith sent to this doctor that she had just been diagnosed with seizures um, by and it just says come at once my wife is dead so the doctor gets there and he finds bessie in this bath that she purchased oh my God. under the water dead And Smith says, well, this is how I found her. And, you know, I I don't know what happened, but Mm. she just was like this. You know, can you help? Can you revive her? Blah, blah, blah. Putting on a real good show. Um, And the doctor can't, of course, revive her. She's dead. And so he determines that she must have had a seizure in the bath. After all, she now has medical evidence that she has a a seizure disorder and that she drowned. Oh, my God. So suddenly Smith is wealthy. Yeah um but he does not spend that on his wife's funeral he buys her the very cheapest coffin that he can and will not even pay for a private plot instead he has her buried in a common grave oh wow yep so then because he is the creepiest of all creeps he returns the bath for a refund
0: oh my like what it doesn't work
1: it doesn't work. My wife died in it. Yeah. I mean, it must have just been, I can't look at this anymore. I have to move. I'm never going to be able to, you know, yeah. sell it to someone else. He must have just put on an sickle. act. Right. So he wasn't even out the two pounds less two shillings for the bath no. for the murder weapon. No. Plus he gets the murder weapon out of his possession yep. and is able to move on. I cannot. So this seems like the perfect crime. There was one thing that he had overlooked, um, and it becomes very important later on, but much, much later on. So Bessie had been holding a bar of soap in her right hand when she died. And um, when the, the doctor got there he made a note that she was still holding this bar of soap very tightly in her hand, even after dying. Yeah. And he didn't know really what to make of that, and nothing was made of it. I mean, they buried her. like They, yeah. they said, oh, it was a seizure and then, that led to a drowning, and it was you know, totally accidental, yeah. whatever, and move on with your life kind of thing. But he did note in the chart or whatever in the document that um, she was still holding it, and that was a little bit strange. Okay. Okay. So moving on, then we get to Alice Burnham. So she was a little a young nurse, um, and met Smith the very next year in September. So first wife dies in July. Okay. September a year later, Um, they they meet in South Sea. They get married November fourth. So again, very very quickly, Um, and he took her on the wedding day to a doctor to certify that she was healthy enough for him to take out life insurance on her. So he takes out 500 pounds of insurance on his wife. Okay, naming himself as the beneficiary. Of course. December, so the very next month, um, he decides that they're going to go to Blackpool on a delayed honeymoon. So they didn't get to go back in November, but now, Mm -hmm. you know, this romantic gesture. Um, And it seems great... Um, Okay, so they they go away on this on this romantic, whatever, month later honeymoon. (laughs) And they get to a boarding house where they're going to stay. And they walk in and Smith is like, we can't stay here. and So they leave. And the reason that he turned it down, which of course she didn't know, no bathroom. Ah. Yeah. So they found rooms with a widow whose name was Margaret Crossley. Um, and they stayed there. I guess Margaret did have a bathroom, bathroom with a bathtub. So he then immediately takes his new wife, Alice, to the doctor, claiming that she has persistent headaches and he's very concerned about her. And so I'm not sure at this point, because that's actually also what he's going to claim with the next wife. Oh. Spoiler alert. Uh, there's another wife after this. Um, and so they must have had something. Yeah. Because I feel like it would be much easier to convince somebody that they had a seizure disorder that caused memory loss than the a headache, headache they yeah. couldn't remember. So maybe they occasionally had headaches or he was doing something to give them headaches yeah. um, or, or whatever else. But so he plays it up. This is super dangerous. Takes yeah. her to the doctor okay um then he uh takes her back home the evening of friday december the 12th the which is three days after they arrived there so they arrive they go to the doctor a couple nights later um miss crossley notices that there are some small drops of water coming through her kitchen ceiling alice is in the bath upstairs and there's like Mm -hmm. water dripping through well smith is there at the time And as soon as she notices these drops of water before she has a chance to really think anything of it, Smith comes down the stairs. He's in the kitchen, strikes up a conversation. They talk for a while, essentially distracts her, gives himself an alibi a little bit afterwards. He's like, well, I need to go back up and, you know, see to my wife. She's been in that bath for a really long time. He goes up. Mm -hmm, Yeah. Screams. Oh, my God. She's dead. He discovers that she's dead in the Mm -hmm. bath. There are no signs of any foul play. Hmm. um the inquest jury decided that alice had probably had a headache since she was known to have headaches and she had fainted Uh, and drowned okay she they had only been married Hmm. a month when she died so the first wife was like two years right then a month okay third wife Uh margaret lofty so margaret lofty um marries john lloyd aka smith mm-hmm. with another name he met her ironically in bath oh my God. the following november so one year after murdering wife number two yeah. they got married december 18th so again less about a about mm-hmm. a month yeah right um he gets life insurance on her for 700 pounds they go on a honeymoon so this is like december 19th they go on a honeymoon in North London, in Highgate. And he immediately, first day of their marriage, takes his new wife to the doctor. She has chronic headaches. I don't know what to do. I'm very concerned. The very following evening, their landlady, the person they were staying with, whose name was Louisa Blatch, is ironing in her kitchen when she hears a bunch of splashing coming from the bathroom. Hmm. And then, like, you know that sound on, and I'm sure that this was like a porcelain tub or an iron tub, but it's, it's the same as like anything with that, like screech when you like rub part of your skin, like your hand or something. So he, they hear that. Um, and then a sigh. Okay. Then a couple minutes later, there is some music being played in their sitting room and then the front door slams. And then, um, John Lloyd or Smith Mm -hmm. knocks a few minutes later, explaining that he had gone out, his wife wanted tomatoes with her dinner. And so he'd gone out to buy some and he was back now, but he'd forgotten his key couldn't get in. Could she let him in? So she lets him in Mm -hmm. right now. He has an alibi and there is his wife. Oh no, she's dead. Oh no, she's dead in the bath. Mm. Okay. Um, However, all of that alibi creation in this case is really not necessary because they immediately are like, well no, she just she just fainted and drowned. Like nobody did anything to her. We can't find marks in her body. Like nobody held her underwater. There's nothing, right? I just don't (laughs) right? So um he now has a total of about thirty seven hundred pounds or um like almost four hundred thousand dollars ish today. Um, And he could have gone on to to do this over and over and over again. Every time he gave a different name, every time these women were found in yeah. the bath, they nothing nobody was suspicious. No. Like aside from the bar of soap thing, nobody even questioned there was any chance that these were murders. It was just this poor man just lost his wife. Like this is so again terrible. And, and he again. <laughs> Well, no, but they wouldn't even have connected it cuz yeah. he was a different, different man every guy, time. Yeah. It was more like, well, he must have been such a caring husband. The first thing he did was to get her help and then it just wasn't enough and oh poor guy and then give him all the money. However, Alice Burnham's father had read in the newspaper about Margaret Lofty's death oh. and recognized some similarities mm-hmm. and put two and two together that, you know, this is the same husband Good for him. and these deaths are very, very similar. Mm-hmm. And so he went to the police And Smith was arrested in February of 1915. He had gone to the lawyer to discuss the will, that Margaret Lofty's will, basically to find out when he could get his money. And he was arrested there. So now that the police were suspicious that these deaths might also be murders, um, witnesses came forward and they identified him. As, As the same, people. right. This is the same person. Well, that is so-and-so. Oh, and that, you know, he mm-hmm. is also so-and-so. So he, they started sort of putting things together. And then they exhumed the bodies. Ah, The problem being that, first of all, yeah. the, the bodies were in no condition to do any sort of mm-hmm. autopsy anyway. And even if they had been, there was no sign of foul play at yeah. all. So they couldn't find anything. Um, the only thing, again, was Bessie Mundy, that first victim, was still she wasn't in the coffin, but when she died, she was still holding the bar of soap. Mm -hmm. Um, And it seemed most plausible to doctors that had she fainted or had she, you know, had an epileptic fit or anything like that, that she would have let go of the soap Mm -hmm. and would not have drowned, gripping it tightly. Um, But they, they couldn't figure out anything from this aside from the fact that it looked like she died very suddenly. And um, that it didn't seem like she had any time to have put up a fight. And if that was the case for her, it seemed reasonable that the next two wives... It was the same situation. Exactly. Mm. So the theory in court that was presented, because they couldn't figure out how... Yeah. is that Smith had been in the bathroom with the wives and that he had gone to the end of the tub and without any sort of warning, grabbed their legs and pulled them underwater very, very quickly. Oh, and that doing that and that modern science would even support this to an extent that water rushing down their throat could put pressure on the vagus nerve, which is a nerve that runs down your neck. Mm -hmm. Um, And that it would slow the heart rate very, very quickly and that you would essentially pass out and that then they could have drowned. And so in a way, they really did faint or pass out or have a fit or whatever. It just was induced by him pulling their their legs out from under them. Um. So, because you don't... You wouldn't die from your heart rate decreasing so quickly. You would just lose consciousness. Yeah. Um, and normally, if you weren't then under the water, you, you would recover or you'd, you'd be fine. Wake right? up. Um, so, that was the theory. And that's kind of where people think what they think happened okay. now. The other... Theory that was put forth. So they they do end up finding Smith guilty, oh, and they okay, sentence, him to sentence him to death by hanging. Dang! And before he is hanged, he never gives away a secret. The secret of how he managed to kill his wives, um, and he so to this day like we'll never know for sure yeah however after he was sentenced to death and everything was all said and done his lawyer who apparently was allowed to talk much more openly like I guess attorney-client privilege disappeared at that point hey, whatever. <laughs> um came forward and said that he'd had this long conversation and what he believed happened was that Smith had hypnotized his wives into at the very least, like letting themselves be killed. Right. To like relaxing or whatever else. Of course, even if you believe that this is possible, which modern hypnotists will tell you, like that's not how it works. That it's, it's mostly a mind trick and that, the the part that is not is you're not gonna convince anybody to do anything that's going to cause them harm or anything yeah. they wouldn't normally do anyway and anyway. Um that still doesn't explain why his first victim was holding on to the bar of soap. Yeah. Surely if she was hypnotized into a state where she could be persuaded to inhale water voluntarily she would have also been relaxed enough to let go of the bar of soap Mm um so probably the most likely scenario is that he did something like pull their legs out from under them and And, yeah that's so crazy so there is a book on the subject um and I so want to read it and I wish that I could tell you exactly what it was called right this moment but wouldn't you know (laughs) <laughs> I don't see it. Let's see. Um, I might have to put it in... Yeah. Oh, here we go. The Magnificent Spillsbury and the Case of the Brides in the Bath by J- Jane Robbins. Oh, wow. Um. So that's really... I, I think that's fascinating, and that's a book that I definitely want to read. It's on my list. Yeah. Um. The other thing... That I thought was really interesting is that this was such a famous and interesting case. Even then, that for years and years and years, there was a wax figure of him in one of the Madame Tussauds. Ew. Isn't that, it's, yeah, yeah. Um, Ew. Chamber
0: of Horrors. Oh my gosh, I've been to the one in Hollywood, and it's mostly like scary movie figures, not like people
1: right it was like
0: chucky and right right
1: well i think there are a lot of celebrities and that kind of thing which for his time he would have been a celebrity like this guy who somehow without leaving a mark managed to murder and get away with murdering three three wives that's insane to me um and he did scam a bunch of other women like there were other victims as well just not other victims of murder so that's insane Um, He did end up being hanged August of 1915. um, Swore he was innocent till the end and never. Don't they all. Never gave up his secret. I just don't know what the point. I mean, I guess the point is that at least currently, if you're being put to death here until the very, very end, there's a chance you might not die. So you would never be able to just. I guess so. I don't know. (sighs) I just feel like once you get through your appeals or most of your appeals or a couple of your appeals, like wouldn't it just be a relief to be like, you know what? Yeah, I did it. Like, okay, there's no point. Yeah. Here's my fate. Cause then when you get to prison, you use it as street grid. Sure. So. Sure. Even on death row, I'm sure. Oh yeah. That's an important, yeah. important thing, but Ugh, whatever. That so was crazy. Cra- right. That was. I'm just fascinated by this. Like, it's almost a perfect crime. Had he stopped. Yeah. Had he stopped even after number two. He,
0: yeah, he would have got away with it.
1: He would, Nobody ever would have known. Mm-mm. He could have even switched to a different method of murder after that and probably gotten away with it for a really long time. Oh, yeah. But he was so greedy and it worked for him it a couple times. It always happens and that way
0: when money gets involved.
1: It's true. Well, and stupid criminals well, and yeah, everything else. That's true. So anyway that is my story
0: i liked it she keep the cat is behind me guys on the couch and she keeps kicking me every time i move yep and i flipped my hair and it hit her in the head and she hissed at me
1: yeah she was not she was not pleased about that she's trying to sleep that's why i randomly was like
0: kit kat like oh my god stop.
1: <laughs> she doesn't just randomly scream out kit kat when she's hearing crime stories now she swerved my
0: kiss never mind she did she's
1: seriously She was kit- fast asleep and still managed to avoid you whatever So, um, so other than shouting out to everybody for being so patient and we will, we will figure out this weekly thing again. Um, I think that pretty much wraps up what we have for this week. I think so. And we will definitely be back in two weeks. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And so it'll be May. May is the most awesome month because it's There's my birthday month. so much going on in May. Oh my God, it's insane. <laughs> like
0: my May, I like when I first moved in with Aaron. I, like the calendar, every time it would like switch to May, I was like, okay. Like an anxiety yes. attack. Yep. But now it's like even more May. Yeah. So like this weekend alone is going to be insane because it's Jackie's birthday and Cinco de Mayo and a wedding I'm going to with Lindsay. So Friday, Saturday, and Sunday are already planned.
1: (laughs) Well, it would have been arts in the park. I know. But it sounds like you're too busy for that. I know.
0: It makes me sad because I love arts in the park.
1: I hope it's a gorgeous weekend for it. We've been having such lovely weather this week. We had a little bit of rain last week, but other than the rain, it's been really gorgeous here. I know. So
0: now I'm trying to see if I could squeeze that in because I really love arts. She's like, okay,
1: how can I make this work? Well, I mean, Cinco de Mayo
0: and birthday stuff is always like late night, like out night stuff.
1: Well, and who's to say you can't start Cinco de Mayo at an arts festival? True. So that funnel cake last year changed my life. So (laughs) (laughs)
0: Lindsay, Sarah, and I were like, (gasps) it was so good. I'm not even a fan of funnel cake. I like like them, but not like I'm not obsessed, but it was. It
1: was amazing. It was over the moon. All right. Well, I know what I'm doing this weekend then. Yep. so, um, I guess that we should leave off with a double wonderful thank you to all of yes. our wonderful Patreon supporters we love you. and everyone who follows us on Twitter and follows us on Podbean and Instagram, emails us.
0: I always want to randomly post stuff on Instagram and be like, y'all, look at this.
1: Right. Every once <laughs> in a while I do. This has nothing to do with
0: true crime, but look.
1: <laughs> I think I posted one of Toby's paintings that way, actually. Oh, that's funny. I mean, half the time it's an accident and I'm like, you know what? They'll like this too. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, that's great um and if you want to get in touch with us we are pretty much everywhere crime crazy podcast or crime crazy pod and mm-hmm. so you can find us pretty easily just go to our website that's crime right. crazy yep and then you can click all of the links all the things to get to all of the things so that's the easiest um and until next time please Okay, I have to say,
0: please, because we have like a broad like don't travel and steal, but don't also kill your wife. So it's like nothing in between, (laughs) please, please don't end up on next week's
1: episode.